Yo, yo, uh-huh, yo, uh-huh, yo, 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 uh, you are listening to the Mental Wealth Show, you are listening to the Mental Wealth Show, you are listening to the Mental Wealth Show, and me, I'm your host, my name is Rich Jones, you are listening to the Mental Wealth Show. You are listening to the Mental Wealth Show. That's right. You are listening to the Mental Wealth Show. Yeah. And me, I'm your host. My name is Rich Jones. Yo. Hey, yo, what's good? If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If this is your second, third, hundredth time, welcome back. This is the Mental Wealth Show, where it's all about showing you what's possible personally, professionally, and financially when you're willing to do the work. And when I say the work, I'm not just talking about a day job. I'm not just talking about entrepreneurship. I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about being well mentally, emotionally, physically, so that you're able to perform at the highest level. And And more importantly, so that you're able to get what you want out of life. So on today's episode, it's just me. And man, do I have a lot of updates to share. And over these past few weeks, I've been hustling behind the scenes. I know I've been quiet publicly, but I've been getting a lot of stuff done. Excited to talk about all of that. The biggest thing, the biggest change, at least personally, is that after three months of mental health leave, I'm officially back at work by day. Still working remote, but back at work first week of December. And if you've been off work for a while or you've come back from a vacation, you can probably imagine to some degree how I feel right now. But I'm also glad to be coming back in December when things are a little bit slower so I can ramp up, get that stuff figured out and keep things moving forward. But yo, this leave, I know I said it on the last episode and the little trailer update thing that I did for the mental wealth show, but best decision that I could have made for myself. And I really encourage you, if you've been thinking about taking a leave, but you're worried about how it might look, you're worried about how it might come off, I encourage you to prioritize self because one thing I'm consistently asking these days is what do I need? What do I need in order to be happy, to be successful? Not what everyone else needs. And I think I was, not I think, I know that I was operating like that for a really long time. And even with going back to work, I've started thinking about what I don't want my experience to be like and where I am going to be more concrete and solid about putting down boundaries, even around things like coffee chats and random catch ups. Like there's been stuff that I've done that I had no interest in doing. And it wasn't even the type of stuff where you have no interest in doing it, but it serves you. This is stuff that ultimately did not serve me. And I also realized I was doing a lot of stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. And so what I'm moving into now is do less to do more. And that even includes stuff with the podcast. Like, for example, weekly publishing. Like, yeah, that's nice, but I don't have any contractual obligations. And I trust that if you're part of the Mental Wealth Club, the Mental Wealth family that you're going to be around if I'm off for a couple of weeks. So I said, yo, I'm not publishing weekly. It's creating too much stress and too much pressure. So I'm going to go to a biweekly schedule so I can focus more on the quality of each episode, do some things a little different, you know, to add some flavor, some spice. You'll start hearing that in the new year. This also applies to social media. If you've been following Paychecks and Balances on Instagram, because P&B is the parent company, Mental Wealth Show is the podcast, you'll notice that I haven't been posting as much. And that's intentional as well because I realized I got into the pattern of having my team post something every day or at least all of the weekdays. And I'm like, why? For an algorithm to chase vanity metrics, to chase numbers? 
I want to put out stuff that I truly believe and that I'm excited about. And if that means that I have to publish content across platforms less frequently, that's something that I'm willing to do for my own happiness. And the question of why I am asking myself that so much with everything. You just heard me say it, but I'm doing that with even basic decisions. Why am I doing this? And more, more times than I'd like to admit, I'm finding that it's just because or because someone said it was good advice or that's what other people are doing. But again, it's not serving me. And it does feel good to be in a place where I can be this resolute and concrete about what I'm not going to do. But I don't get here if I don't create the space for myself by giving myself permission to take a leave from work. What's also been kind of crazy to reflect on over these past few weeks is just how much my perspective has changed on things. I think even around money and how I see money, uh, most notably, and if you're following at pay balances, you probably saw this. I bought a car this week, so I'm officially a 2018 Audi, 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 Audi Q7 owner in black. Oh, and this car is everything that I wanted and more. And going through this car buying process during the pandemic, I think even if it wasn't the pandemic, I still would have tried to do as much stuff online as I possibly could. But I first tried out a car buying service named Shift. It's pretty much like Amazon for cars, very similar to Carvana. Thought I had the vehicle that I wanted through there, but then that didn't work out in a very positive experience actually. And I ended up going and checking out CarMax yesterday and they had the exact vehicle I wanted in the exact color. And I felt good going in there because I knew exactly how much money I was putting down. I put down 60% of the vehicle cost. And I know that I'm going to pay off this vehicle in less than a year's time with some additional money that I have coming in. And it feels good to even be able to say that because working all these years, like this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to enjoy life. You're not supposed to wait until you're 60, 65 years old to enjoy it. And as long as you're responsible about decisions, if you're responsible about debt, I'm not someone who's going to be like, debt is horrible. Debt is awful. It can be. It damn sure can be. But used responsibly, it can also work for you. So, yeah, I did finance part of this car and I had no issue doing that because I know that it's not debt that's gonna be hanging over my head for an extended period of time. And I was also very clear when I went into the dealership about the haggling and the nonsense. I'm like, nope, I know exactly what vehicle I want. I know what vehicle could potentially be the backup. I'm not gonna do all of the games of playing around. I already knew what I qualified for as far as an interest rate, which was super helpful. And it made things really easy. It was the easiest car buying process that uh, I've ever had. And I think I've had, what, three so far to date. Now, what was interesting about this, one part that I've hated about the car buying process in the past is all of the haggling, especially when the person is riding with you and they're trying to make up small talk. Well, because of COVID, at least in California, nobody rides along with you when you're out for the car on a test drive. So you'd get true, quiet, Uber or Lyft, don't talk to me. I'm just out here enjoying this vehicle, not trying to think of how to make awkward conversation or not trying to say the wrong thing because you're going to use it against me later. And that experience was incredible to just be out there without anyone else in the car and to make the decision really feel like it was my own. I mean, not feel like that. That decision was my own. And I think another thing that I liked about this car buying process compared to purchases in the past is that. I was thinking a lot about how others might perceive the vehicle and you know what others might think of it and this time i was like no what do i want i do have a budget i'm not going to go crazy with it what do i want 
and what is it going to feel like to have it? And if you've been listening for a minute, you've heard me talk about emotional goals. And those are goals that you set where you actually feel something when you think about achieving them versus just arbitrary numbers for the sake of numbers or just setting a goal for the sake of setting a goal. Because I found that when I do set emotional goals and maybe buying a car isn't the best example, though there is an emotional element to that. But when I do set emotional goals, I am much more focused in achieving them. And it feels like there's a lot more risk involved if I don't. And maybe risk isn't the right word, but there's a level of commitment, which is something that I know that I've personally struggled with in the past. But yo, let me tell you why this was an emotional goal in a way, because I've been in this season of letting go, this season of transformation, transition, whatever you want to call it, purging things from the past and really setting myself up for the next chapter of my life. And I've had this car for, well, actually eight years. Well, yeah, it's eight years. I've had this car for eight years now. Actually, no, I've had this car for seven years. I'm lying. And uh, there's a lot that's attached to it, a lot of memories, some things I don't want to revisit, things that I still notice to this day. And when I'm trying to think about the future, I want my conscience to be clear. And I am a fan of removing things, one, that don't serve you, but also removing things that trigger thoughts and feelings and emotions that maybe you don't want to have. And of course, some people would say, sit through it. You've got to sit through it and experience it. But yeah, what about when you've done that and you still feel the way that you felt? At that point, you've got to take a, a bigger action. And for me, it was getting rid of this car. So yes, it's an emotional purchase in terms of me getting exactly what I want, loving this vehicle, but also it's a way to let go. And so buying it on December 1st, 2021, with what I'm expecting and what I'm thinking for 2022 and just where I am and how I feel, like honestly, I feel like I'm a different human being altogether after these few months off, that uh, getting a new car felt like the right thing to do, even if I did have to finance a bit of it. But like I said, that's going to be paid off because, yo, good career decisions lead to good financial outcomes. And so I'm talking about a car. I'm going to be talking about some other stuff. And none of this is possible. I'm not even it's not even possible for me to probably take the leave that I took or for me to feel comfortable taking that leave if I don't work where I work, which is the result of decisions that I've made over the course of the years in terms of how I've interviewed and how I've leveraged transferable skills to ultimately get to where I want to go. And speaking of getting to where I want to go, I am on the road back to being a track and field athlete, a master's athlete. And by master's, I don't mean you're the best. Master's is strictly based on age because I'm 38. So I'm in the 35 to 39 competition category. And I'm excited that it's less than two months till my first track meet in over, what, 13, 14 years, which is crazy to be thinking about. And even during these past few weeks, I started working with somebody who's a previous Olympic long jumper who's helping me out with some of my training. Uh, also, shout out to Andrew, who's been helping me get back in shape, deal with these back pains, issues, all of this other stuff that I've had going on. And even having this space to train and being able to work with the trainer and being able to afford to work with a coach. Those are things that I would not be able to do if I didn't make good financial and good career decisions along the way. And I get it. You might be wondering, well, you're talking about those things, but you're not saying what those things are. And I'll get to that because we got time. I mean, we got episodes. So I'm going to be talking a lot more about those decisions that I've made. And also when I'm talking to guests, we'll be getting into that stuff too. But one thing that is really different or will be different going forward is that I'm not just going to be talking tactics. Like that whole just how'd you get out of debt? What's your story? There'll be some of that. 
But I really want to get into this mindset and mental work because I know that's the stuff that really makes a difference. And when I gave this talk back in November, a key part of that talk was talking about strengthening your core. Because for me, it turned out that a lot of the back issues that I had over the years, it wasn't because my back was in such bad shape. It was because all of the surrounding core muscle groups, I'd neglected them for so long that my back was working overtime to hold it all together. And I partially share this because sometimes we know that there's an issue. We know something's not right. And we're fine for a while until eventually we get to a point that we break down because like I said during the talk, avoidance never dissolves the issue. And so for me, there was the avoidance with dealing with the alcohol issue before. There was the avoidance of getting to the root of what was actually going on with my back. But once I did, that pain went away. And I think that's something that can be applied to a lot of different areas in life. And while I'm talking about getting to the root of things, I'm also going to be sharing a lot more about the mental health space journey, I guess, with the Mental Wealth Show. You would expect that, right? And I've spoken about some of the trauma that I've had in the past that I've lived with uh, PTSD, complex PTSD for most of my life. And uh, next week, I'm actually going to be starting EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. So uh, most encouragingly, I've heard that this has worked really well for people who have PTSD in particular. So if you're not familiar, you're dealing with past trauma, might be something worth looking into. Everything ain't for everybody, but I'm throwing it out there and I look forward to talking about what that experience is like for me. But I mean, I'm not going to be coming on here and just trauma dumping because that ain't cool. All right, so in much happier and upbeat news, and finally, the first video is up on the Paychecks and Balances YouTube channel. So it's actually a clip from a conversation that I had with Rob and Rishon Lee a few weeks back on the podcast before I changed the name. But uh, if you want to subscribe to the Paychecks and Balances YouTube channel, if you want to go and check out that first video, you can go to paybal.co slash YouTube. That's P-A-Y-B-A-L dot co slash youtube and be sure to subscribe to the channel like the first video the next video is in production and i got another one that i'm scheduled to record soon so that is fully up and running and again it's something that is only possible because i've created the space for it and also having a team you know you've probably heard me talk about outsourcing if you've heard me talk before and a lot of this stuff doesn't happen right now. One, the space, but also if I don't have the right people around me who are helping me get things together and ensure that stuff is running smoothly. So paybal.co slash YouTube to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'm gonna be publishing videos on YouTube at least twice a month. So twice a month for YouTube, twice a month for the podcast. Social media just gonna be what it be till I get that figured out. And yo, semi last thing and something that I've been working on behind the scenes for a minute and trying to figure out the right way to do it. I'm going to be launching a premium version of the Mental Wealth Show. So I just sat here and said two episodes of the podcast, two things on YouTube for the Paychecks and Balances channel. Now you're talking about doing more stuff. No, this is part of what I baked in. And so with the Mental Wealth Show Premium, you're going to get access to a private podcast feed you can use on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, to listen to, listen to the show just like you do today. And it literally takes a couple of taps to get set up. 
And also by being a Mental Wealth Show premium member, you'll be able to submit questions for my monthly Office Hours episode that I'll only be releasing on this premium podcast feed. So Office Hours, think, ask me anything, whether you got money questions, career questions, life questions, I'll be covering all of that on this premium member only episode that I'll be dropping once a month. You'll also get access to any recordings or pop-up shows that I do on other platforms like Fireside or Clubhouse. And you'll get access to the full archive of the Paychecks and Balances podcast going back to the very beginning. So if you're new, you're like, what's that? You only know about the Mental Wealth Show. Well, there was a podcast before this. And if you wanna be able to get access to all of those old episodes, binge, listen, you can get access to all of that by becoming a Mental Wealth Show premium member. You're probably wondering about the cost, the damage, that part, $10 per month. And so I know some folks were binging. And so to make that a little bit easier for the first two months, if you sign up over the next two weeks, as of when this episode comes out, you'll get 50% off for each of the first two months. So normally it's $10 per month. You'll be paying $10 for two months. And also if you're like, I don't need a membership, I just wanna support the cause, you have the option to do that as well. So you can do a one-time contribution, donation, coffee, Red Bull, energy drink, even though I'm laying off of those, whatever you want it to be, you have the option to do that at mentalwealthshow.co. So check that out. And that's pretty much all that I got for today. I'm gonna probably drop one more episode before the end of the year and then come back strong in 2022. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, do something dope.